0: Hey, you're listening to Stevie Loves You. I'm Stevie, and on this podcast, I interview creative entrepreneurs that I love about what motivates them, who inspires them, and how they got here. Hey, thanks for listening to Stevie Loves You. I'm Stevie, and I'm joined here by my co-host for season one, Miss Kelly Vosberg.
1: Kelly Vosberg.
0: So, yeah, and she's a beautiful songstress, a siren, if you didn't know.
1: Album coming out May 20th.
0: That's a lie that's lies the album's called lies you
1: you may not know about a secret project that i have but okay let's kelly, continue.
0: i would love that if you were able to keep <laughs> a secret for me that's where you've been the last week and on. a half you disappeared been you've been working on that album yeah <laughs> <laughs> so on this podcast kelly and i interview some of the most creative entrepreneurs that we know that are doing the damn thing and getting up every day and working their patooties off to get their their art and message out into the world. Respect. Yeah, you know we are those people too. We are creative entrepreneurs in in the thick of it, learning every day. And we wanted to use this as an opportunity to share some of the stuff that we learn and allow other people that we interview to uh, give them a platform to share what they've experienced because everybody's a little bit different. Yes. Um. And hopefully we have some fun along the way and have a good time.
1: Yeah, because we're literally all in this together at the end of the day. So.
0: so all of the interviews you're going to hear this season are pre-recorded. Most of them Kelly was able to join me on. A few of them you weren't. But for each episode, Kelly and I are going to give this little recap like we're doing right now in the beginning. Tell you what mm-hmm. you're going to hear about. Mm-hmm. And then at the end we're going to do a little recap. So stay tuned at the end and we're going to talk about all the things that we loved. So this first interview is of me of you i'm assuming that of the the millions of you that are obviously listening to this podcast day one you might not know who i am so this interview will give you a little taste of me next week we're going to interview kelly so you could get to know her and then we're going to get to the interviews with all of the other strangers that you don't know (laughs) so uh, they're all amazing honestly We had some really inspiring conversations with people, and I. Some
1: heartfelt ones.
0: Was, yeah, I didn't know what to expect going into this exactly. And I'm so grateful for everybody that talked to us. And I think everybody's such a fucking rock star. I'm really excited to share all of these with you over the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's get into this first interview with me. The theme, I think, is controversy.
1: Controversy? Controversy.
0: Controversy. Not like serious controversy, but the word controversy came up like three times in the interview. So that's, I just decided to name it that. It's not a really controversial interview. Maybe. I don't know. You'll have to listen. Yeah. Let's get into it. Okay.
1: How would you describe your art if somebody asked you, what do you create?
0: I say that I am an artist, illustrator, and creative explorer. That's currently what I'm going with. And that changes depending on what I'm, you know, working on. It's been many, many a thing, but currently painting illustration and creative exploration.
1: I like those titles because I feel like a lot of artists sometimes don't know how to describe themselves. Yeah, Like it's like, oh, what are you? And because we're multi-passionate, which you are and I am, and I know a lot of people out there Mm -hmm. are, uh, it's just an interesting thing to think about when if somebody would be like, what, what do you create? What do you do? It's like, oh, yeah. right. you know what I mean? So It's
0: hard because, I mean, even as saying like creative explorer is very abstract mm-hmm. and people kind of want a clear answer when they're asking you what you do. Mm-hmm. But personally for me over the years, I've found that it's held me back when I put myself in a box And made me feel like that's the thing that I have to work towards. Mm -hmm. And I'm always a trying new things kind of person. Mm -hmm. And so creative exploration has allowed me to play and not feel too held down. Perfect. Yeah.
1: When did you know that you wanted to be an artist or slash? When did you feel that you were?
0: Hmm. I've always drawn since I was like a little little child mm-hmm. um and it was my like kind of escape from everybody
1: mm-hmm. so as young it's
0: always there. been a part of how i felt myself to be but I did not I didn't give it to myself as a career path I feel like the examples I had in family and friends around me saw art as a really gifted talent but not as a way to make money and so I feel like I always thought it was cool mm-hmm. and I thought it, I love just, like, putting down a pen or pencil on a paper and making something, like, mm-hmm. out of literally nothing. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is so powerful.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but I never saw it as, like, a career path. I just thought it as, like, mm-hmm. a special skill I had.
1: Well, that was actually my next question was when did you decide that this was something that you wanted to pursue as a career? Yeah.
0: Because um, you went to
1: school for it, so was that the...
0: Well, I went, yeah, I went to art school, but even then I didn't, I wasn't pursuing a career in art in the way that I am now in terms of like, now I'm pursuing more of my own illustration and personal abstract painting work. Whereas I went to school for computer animation because I saw it as a way to make money Mm -hmm. and it's still, I'm good at it and Mm -hmm. I like it. It's fun. Mm -hmm. Not as much of my passion as it is to just draw and create. But it seemed like a safe way to kind of blend being an artist and making money. Okay. That's but fair. it wasn't until like honestly, maybe two years ago that I really started pushing my own.
1: You were work. self-producing a lot of yeah. a lot of things. Because I was
0: creating motion graphics work for other people
1: mm-hmm.
0: a lot mm-hmm. as a contractor, mm-hmm. but not making my own work and my own statement.
1: Right. Right. What excites you most in art, whether it's your own or in others, like what, like ignites, like mm. what, like what's that, like you know, that feeling of like that's it. Uh-huh.
0: That's... I love a secret message. If something has so a like hidden, subliminal,
1: something subtle,
0: something... in any way the artist wants to to give it. Mm-hmm. But I, I love like when something looks like one thing, but then there's something else about it mm-hmm. that excites okay. me. Then because then it feels like I connected to that on a level that's beyond what everybody else did, and it I feels. See. I don't know, special to me. I really love, like, that. Or, like, little details within work that maybe not everybody notices. Okay. I don't know. I love those things.
1: And I feel like in your work, I definitely see that. I love when hiding things. Really, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things. Um, yeah, when I've stood in front of your work, the more you look at it, uh, the more things that kind of reveal themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's really exciting because it brings you into, like, a present. Moment when you're observing a piece of yours because you're actually more engaged.
0: Yeah. You're like looking.
1: It's like revealing itself in multiple layers over time as you like continue to gaze at it. So that's something that I I like about your work.
0: Even if I lay down a layer of something that gets completely covered up and nobody sees it and Mm -hmm. I know it's there, Mm -hmm. it's fun to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's great. Who are your artists' crushes or inspirations? either from when you were young or if there's, some, or if there's yeah. somebody or something now that you're like yeah that, that's something that I
0: I mean everything I, mean, I, so I take many. inspiration from everything uh, Well,
1: if you have to pick okay. one or two that like come to mind you're like yes
0: so I did a huge project on Syrah once in high school mm-hmm. and that was really transformative for me and if you know anything about Syrah's work it's pointillism so it's the same kind of idea where from far away it looks like one thing, but when you go up really close, it's just a bunch of little dots. Uh, um, yes. I so that, that, in terms of just learning about pointillism, that transformed my work a lot. And I also I admire Warhol because of the, the controversy that he brought up in his work about making art accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think in those two ways, Warhol keeps me grounded in feeling like I'm not a sellout all the time. Every time I feel like I'm a sellout. And Seurat has really influenced my style.
1: It, there seems to be this really huge, um, I don't know if you want to call it a controversy, but di- difference in opinion and, and how art should be received and like produced. And when you're putting a, a value to it with money, it's like it changes mm-hmm. things. And a lot of people feel that like you're selling out if you if you're trying to just make money off of it. And art should be more sacred than that. So... There's like a lot of it, a lot of opinions out there and so I would like to hear yours.
0: I my opinion is I don't give a fuck if that is fair enough. I feel like it's every artist's individual interpretation of their work and value is so arbitrary and I don't care. Sometimes I give shit away for free or I'll do a piece completely for free because it brings me life and joy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes You know, I just did that mural at Beverly Center and they gave me a nice check for it. And I'm not mad about that either because I'm an artist trying to make a living. Mm -hmm. And if somebody is grateful enough for my work or it brings them something that they want and they want to give me money for it, I will take that check. I will deposit that check. I will spend that check. But I just, I don't, I'm not here to police anybody else's work is what I'm trying to say. Like it's, it's hard to put value on your work and I don't think there's a right or wrong way to Mm -hmm. do it.
1: Okay. Yeah, and
0: everybody's going to tell you a different opinion on it. Yes. Whether are too expensive or too cheap exactly. or too whatever. And it's like, fuck and you, this is the price. People,
1: <laughs> people get so caught up in that. And and it's hung me up too. So, yeah, thank you for that. Because I think people artists need to hear that more because there is a huge hesitation when it mm-hmm. comes to putting a value on your art. Yeah. And making money off of it and feeling okay about it and not feeling like, oh, like, you know, it doesn't mean that your art isn't sacred anymore, that, you know, you're a sellout at all. Just, this is, artists deserve- to make a living yeah. from their yeah. work it's just as valuable and,
0: that's and how. we deserve to do it before we die <laughs>
1: yeah i know right <laughs> like, there's always yeah so many artists that have that have long been gone and now their, their work is exactly yeah. no so, i
0: want to make that money while i'm still yeah, yours, banded, it's totally fair yeah and
1: valid if you had to create in one medium for the rest of your life, what would it be? Because I know that you do digital, you do mm-hmm. painting, you do... So I'm just curious, like, what medium that you really like? Okay,
0: this is this is my... It's hard, and this is going to bring some controversy, I'm sure. But my iPad and digital, creating digital, has, I think, transformed my work and me as an artist. And honestly, give me a four-color pen and a piece of paper any day. I love that. But... The freedom that my iPad has given me in terms of doing things over or fixing things or moving Mm -hmm. things and not feeling that everything is permanent feeling that you feel with other art, Mm -hmm. because it's not, Mm -hmm. it's very flexible, it's very forgiving. Mm -hmm. I think that allowed me to play in a way I've never played before. And I can make so many different things with it. You can. I can make so many different things with it.
1: (laughs) And I I see you when I'm sitting next to you, like, create like five different characters. I'm like, fuck. How do you feel about digital work and how you feel people have received it with, you know, that it's created like this whole other world for artists that have explored digital work and for all the like fine art,
0: like traditionalists?
1: Traditionalists. Snobs, whatever. <laughs> like how, how I know some people view digital work like very differently. And mm-hmm. um, I'm curious, like I know that you work in it, so obviously yeah. you value it, but it's like, what, what are you? I
0: mean, I think it is, it does have a different value to it. I mean, again, it's arbitrary and it's everybody's interpretation of it. But to me, yeah, something that's like a hand painted piece, that's like a one of a kind hand painted piece feels more personal mm-hmm. than something digital that, you can replicate over and over and over again a billion times and have a jillion prints of it or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, just the exclusivity of having something that's like one of a kind mm-hmm. is a different feeling that your art can give you. But I see nothing wrong with the digital art world. I love mm-hmm. love love that medium, mm-hmm. like and everything it allows me to do. The like the creative freedom it gives me is.
1: And I feel that people really are excited by it, too, because it's brought on a whole other dimension yeah. of art in a way. And think about, it's...
0: okay, I think about this sometimes, Kelly. Yeah. Think about VR and the way that that's going to change art. I fucking I can't wait. It's so exciting. Have you seen those 3D painting apps that they have? No. If, okay, Kelly, I have to show you this video because I want one. I cannot afford one, but I want one. How much is I also, is like, it? you need to have, like, a PC, like like, a very high graphics card PC to use it. But you literally have a tool and you paint in 3D space uh. and can, like, make shit. I'm like, give it wow. to me now. See, technology see,
1: is just, it's informing art so much, the art world. Yeah. And it's exciting. Like, I know that fine art will never go away. So that that is really exciting to, like, I, I definitely need to check this out.
0: Think of, so I, like, the reason that I got into kind of murals and bicker work is because I just love the way that, a giant piece can consume you and make you feel, like, in it. So think about that in a VR context. Like, literally physically being surrounded by something. Like, as if you had a whole room to paint or something. I'm so excited for that. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for the future Mm -hmm. of what we can make.
1: Yeah, me too. What was one piece or project you worked on this past year that you are super excited about or really just proud of?
0: I've made a lot of art this year that I love, which I'm very grateful for. But there's a piece that I made. It was a kind of like heart that was broken up and had some.
1: Isn't that the piece I got used in the show?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, you should, you should. That.
0: So. I don't know what I don't know if it's aired yet. Anyway, it's going to be on an HBO show in one of their sets, Hello. which is cool. But not the reason I love it. Oh well, um, yeah, but that's. It was exciting. a. Yeah. A <laughs> yeah no Yeah, no, no, I mean, it's a more. <laughs> Can I
1: brag for you, please?
0: Yes, you could. You could <laughs> brag for me. I just, that piece, uh, it was one of the first pieces in that style that I did that just spoke to me. And so it Why? has a really special place in my heart. It was, I was going through a really hard time with my mom being sick mm-hmm. and I had a lot of things to get out. Mm-hmm. And that piece, it was literally just a piece of scrap wood that I had mm-hmm. that I needed to get some stuff out one night. And I looked at it after and was like, Wow. Mm-hmm. I fucking love this. Mm-hmm. I would stare at this in a gallery all day. And to feel that about your own work is an incredible feeling. And so that was one of the first times I felt that ever, maybe. And so that piece will always be really special for me.
1: Some of the best art in the world has come from
0: pain. Because yeah. pain, pain is transformative. It really it's not,
1: In so many ways. Yeah. In so many it's good fun, ways, but. though. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. It's I think very cathartic to... It gives you perspective.
1: Mm-hmm. What has been your most challenging piece of this year?
0: The mural at Beverly Center, for sure. Was um, it
1: the sheer size of it? It or... was, yes,
0: all of it. I think it was the sheer size of the project. It was a project for a bigger company, which is something I haven't done before. and mm-hmm. puts a lot of pressure on it. Mm-hmm. It had to be done in two nights. I've never done a mural of that size before. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a... Yeah, I could do that, and, and then had to figure it, it out. Kind of situation.
1: So well, seriously.
0: Thanks. Well, because and I had it's... people like you helping me. Yeah. Um, but, but also, you really,
1: just you wowed me with how well you were able to let your hand flow. Because as an artist, I, I would have, I would be taking a step back and constantly like looking at it and being like, ah, but you didn't have this hesitation. You really were able to just paint this massive piece in such a short amount of time. You allowed yourself to like, just fucking go for it. I had to,
0: I think that was, I think the time constraint honestly really helped me because I couldn't, mess around mm-hmm. I had to get it done and there was no time for inaction I you know, literally I've just tra- had to keep moving I've
1: tried giving myself like a limit on, like okay you have 45 minutes and it's amazing like what you're actually able to do yeah. when you give yourself a, a time frame and your mind will work for you yeah. you know and you have to just you have to like remind yourself of that as an artist so that was something that was really cool to watch thanks what has been the most cherished like feedback or compliment that you've received on your work?
0: Uh, Okay, I'll say something that was feedback that I got my freshman year in my foundation drawing class at Mm -hmm. SBA. It was on a project that I did so freaking last minute, and I hated. right? The project was to draw our interpretation of what heaven looks like to us. Hmm. And I was like in a stump. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And like right before class, I painted, like, a door opening up with light coming out of it. Just, like, very, like, basic. This is all I could think of. The big door opening up with light coming out of it on, like, a top of a big stairwell that was, like, this is heaven. And my teacher loved it. (laughs) And because she was, like, this is the iconic version of what heaven is. And, like, you capture that in an icon that anybody looking at this kind of knows where they're headed and what what that stairway leads to because of this icon of light coming out of this door and, like, this thing, that at least, like, big pearly gate kind of door that people imagine. Huh. And it changed my perspective because oh. the the simplest thing that I thought was so basic mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. the right interpretation of it, you know, because mm-hmm. I was, like, I was trying to think of, like, a deep, meaningful yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Ended up being her favorite piece in the class. <laughs> and I was like, That's great. oh, okay. That's- so sometimes simplicity is really the answer. It, it gets is. the... The thing across.
1: What would be a fantasy project for you to oh produce? Gosh. And I know that this is a big one, so you can, take a, you can take a minute.
0: I would love, like I was saying, like the reason I kind of got into mural work and larger, mirror, larger pieces is because I like that encapsulating feeling it gives you where you're just mm-hmm. surrounded by this. So I would love to be given a room, like a full room,
1: mm-hmm.
0: with objects in it or whatever that I can head-to-toe paint. Just giving people that like colorful joy that Mm -hmm. I like in my work Mm -hmm. in a full room. That they're fully surrounded by Mm -hmm. it. Ceiling, floor, chairs, everything. I would love that.
1: How has moving to LA impacted your art? And do you feel that environment plays a big part in in, in informing your art or craft?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if like the city itself has as much as people. I feel like Mm -hmm. the people you surround yourself influence you and what you make. Um, When I first moved here, a lot of the friends I had were YouTubers. And that was my medium of choice at the time. And I was Mm -hmm. making a lot of YouTube videos because I was surrounded by those people and inspired by them and making Mm -hmm. them. And then now my circle has become more artists, performance artists, different kinds of crafters and makers. And Mm -hmm. that's definitely informed the way that I produce my work. But I think the space of LA has also shaped my work. It's allowed me to make bigger pieces. It's allowed there's just more space here. Yeah, yeah, there's just, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How do you deal with failure as a creative?
0: I deal with it by continuing to do it, <laughs> by continuing to fail. I feel like every and I'm putting quotes around fail, mm-hmm. but I've had so many projects fail. This year I did my Reiko, my Rayco brand, and I opened and closed that business within three months. <laughs> and felt like a complete failure.
1: And I remember when that happened. You you did go through a time of doubt and but totally you totally overcome it and continue to like push and Yeah, I don't the think there's a way to
0: avoid fill. it. Yeah. I think it's part of the process mm-hmm. and I think the important thing is remembering that this thing that failed is not you. This thing that failed is a specific project at a specific point in time and space and it doesn't define you. That's, I mean, I just, I keep making things. So I guess I have to like do it in spite of the possibility of failure. You Mm -hmm. know, like there's always a possibility of failure. And I mean, when Rico was like, I needed to close it,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. it's just the embarrassment that you feel, you know, after like months of hyping something up and being like, look at this new project I'm doing that I'm so excited for that you're genuinely excited for but like then being able to like be like oh jk
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'm doing this other thing now yeah it's so totally, embarrassing i can
1: i can relate to that and so many other people can
0: this is a thing that everybody deals with outside mm-hmm. of creatives outside of whatever like mm-hmm. anybody has had this feeling mm-hmm. of like intending one thing to happen and mm-hmm. that not working out and it's just fucking life baby it's mm-hmm. life
1: yep as someone who works in so many mediums Is not knowing the right way to do something ever stopped you or held you back?
0: Um, Yes. I think there's a lot of shame built into not knowing how to do something. Even in the simplest form, like if if somebody at a party is like, oh, do you know this artist? And your mind starts scrambling to be like, I don't know. Do I know them? Maybe I don't. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i've heard of them mm-hmm. but you're really like i don't fire yeah 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 like <laughs> that shame that. <laughs> that comes along with like not knowing yep. something mm-hmm. i think that can definitely hold you back in terms of starting a new thing or starting a new medium but i try to remember that nobody knows everything when they fall out of their mother everybody has to start somewhere right and there's no there's no rule saying you have to share everything you make your first two things trying something new like you, I know, it could and that's just something be for you. you tell me
1: all the time because i always anytime i start a piece i i put this pressure on myself to make it like the next my next big piece and you're always like if you make something for yourself or you have the intention of doing that sometimes your art will actually like completely come out way better because you've taken the pressure off and you'll actually create
0: a thousand percent a
1: thousand percent better and then maybe it will become a piece or maybe mm-hmm. not but like the, you know, it's just taking and that pressure off.
0: Like I said earlier, with my experience, my drawing class. Sometimes the things that you think are the worst, somebody it will speak to somebody else. So,
1: is there any other career that you could actually be like? You know what? I would I would love to do this because I think that's really interesting to hear.
0: Do other arts count? Can I pick other <laughs> creative fields? Because like, I I love doing stand up and would love to do more of that. Mm-hmm. I love dancing and wish I had, like, some trained dancing experience. Okay. I would definitely, I mean, I would probably do something in a creative world if I could.
1: If it wasn't creative, I'm just going to challenge you. Yeah, that's I'm fine. really going to. If it wasn't creative, is there something else? I'm just
0: really yeah, curious. Yeah, um, I would, I guess I would, something in science. I don't know what kind of science, but I like the, I like experimenting. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like, uh. Figuring things out and like when you find that solution and you get that like you know when you solve a puzzle, okay. And you're like yeah. I feel like yeah. scientists get that kind of jazz. Okay. Yeah.
1: Where do you see yourself in five to ten years? It could be more years.
0: I I, I mean this is maybe longer simple, than a ten year plan. Be
1: whatever it is, but yeah, what is but your projected like?
0: I would love to own and operate a. Creative space slash dog rescue. Okay. <laughs> so like I could
1: totally see that
0: a place where artists can come and play with dogs and make things.
1: What impact do you want your art to have on the world?
0: One to bring people joy and like happiness. Mm-hmm. There's like a moment of joy that people have when they're like eye lights up, you know, and they see something that makes them happy, and I that is my number one. And secondary to not take things so seriously in life. Mm-hmm. I feel like just enjoy your life and try not to hold other people down. I feel like, I mean, th- there are so many serious things in this world to, to care about and worry about. But if the things that you're caring about are holding other people back, then it's not the right fight. Sorry, that was a no. low question. I don't know. I no, was like, I really yeah.
1: think no, but that answer was honestly really well rounded and
0: <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. honestly, can I say this? What I've been very impressed with my answers because I didn't, I did not know any of these questions going in. That's still a lie. I knew two questions beforehand, but either way,
1: were they good questions? They did were great have,
0: questions, and I feel like I had answers to them that I didn't and, know and that I would. Be,
1: and there's gonna be more. These are just start, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we'll this conversation we'll, continues. Yeah.
0: I hope everybody loved this interview. I sure did. I loved you interviewing me.
1: And I loved learning more about you, which I've known you for so long, and there's just still things that I'm learning. There's tons and of things. Figuring out. There's so
0: much you don't know about me. I am an enigma. Yeah. Like the gogs um so we're gonna do a quick little recap of things that we loved some things f- that we're gonna take right lurf, out of this episode lurf, lurf. and some things that we're just loving in Lorf right now mm-hmm. i showed kelly tilt brush which is the 3d painting thing that we talked about in the interview what yeah. did you think
1: it blew my mind just it creates a whole other dimension of creativity that we haven't experienced so
0: exciting so we love tilt brush google if you're listening hook me up with a tilt brush
1: and watch the video there's videos
0: on it another thing i'm loving right now is daya's new song insomnia
1: so good
0: i've been having insomnia because i can't stop listening to it
1: yeah it's super vibey
0: and love her and and chalk markers I don't yes. know if you all know about chalk markers. My, my neighbors are moving their furniture, so uh, that's a thing that I don't love this week. But <sighs> <laughs> Kelly, do you know about chalk markers?
1: I do know about chalk markers only because I am looking at some of okay, the I guess,
0: spoiler alert.
1: doodles that you have around your apartment on the walls, to be exact. Let's
0: so I'm going to give credit where credit's due. I learned about chalk markers from my friend John, and he uses them all throughout his apartment to label freaking everything, every cabinet, every, like, he writes oh, his really? grocery list on his fridge. He has, like, so because you could just on write every on surface? everything. You can write on anything, and it washes off. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, because I, I, you have something over there, and I
0: see... And a... I washed it. Well, I half-washed it. I half-assed washed it. Um But I... It looks
1: like a boob.
0: <laughs> it just, was a middle finger. I just finger. see a... Well, that's was... just
1: my, my mind just... <laughs> You know, sees certain shapes you just and all I see is gravitate breasts towards and everything. Boobs. Yes,
0: everything is a boob.
1: Everything is a boob to me.
0: So <laughs> those are the things we love, and we hope you love this interview too. If you did, please leave a comment. Those things help rate us, right? Yeah, please judge us. Uh, tell us. <laughs> Don't tell rate us. <laughs> it's scary. Please judge us. Follow us on the Instagrams. Kelly is at Kelly Voss. I am at Stevie Loves You.
1: K-E-L-L-E-Y. Yeah, K-E-L-L-E-Y. has an extra in there, V-O-S. And
0: I'll post the links on all of the things and share this with a friend. If you learned something in this episode that you liked, something that you took away from it that you think a friend could use, spread the love. We'll see you spread next week. Spread the
1: love, spread the word, and thank you so much for listening. Yeah,
0: thank you. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.